Visionaries Global Media, envisioning excellence on a global scale. Hey guys, Chris here, welcome back to another episode of Chris Talks Games and once again I have to apologise for my leave of absence, it's been a couple of months since I managed to get a podcast out, um, yeah life is, your life is crap sometimes, like you have a lot going on, uh, work has been fairly crazy for me so on my downtime I have been trying to catch up with home life stuff so unfortunately I've not been able to do as much YouTube or podcasting as I'd like to be able to do um so yeah uh sign off for apology like it has been a pretty rough couple of months in terms of trying to get time to myself to get all this done um when I'm not feeling knackered or um trying to struggle to find things to put in the show but yeah um, putting that to one side, I am back for another episode. Um, again, hopefully I'll be able to keep up the momentum and manage to get out every fortnight. Um, but I don't want to make too much in the way of promises about that, unfortunately. But yeah. Yeah, this episode I think is just going to be a bit of a different format. Normally I just do news and then I have like a main conversation piece where I think I was going to talk about gaming in general. Uh, I've had June now and I've had like the non-E3 um, time and we had quite a few things come out. Got uh, Microsoft and Activision stuff going on. So yeah, I think I'm just going to have a general chat about gaming in general and um, and yeah, kind of... That'll be the show this week, just all this episode, just kind of general catch up on gaming. Uh, gaming. So, yeah, uh, obviously, June is traditionally E3 time. Um, obviously, it didn't happen this year. Uh, they did cancel E3 because a lot of big parties did pull out of it, um, or big publishers. Um, we did have Summer Game Fest. Uh, Summer Game Fest, I think, is pretty alright, but it's not as condensed as E3 was. I think what a lot of people love about um, what a lot of people love about E3 time is you'd have a specific week and time in June where all the big announcements would be. It made it a lot easier to keep a track of, um, a lot easier to find out all the news. Um, whereas without E3 it just kind of spreads out a little bit like at one point a lot of people weren't expecting Nintendo to do anything and then there's like oh it might be a Nintendo Direct Mini or a partner showcase and then last week is June boom full direct um, so yeah it was later than it would have been if we had E3 um, but Nintendo did claim they didn't have 
let's talk about flying up to um, be able to do a or justify a full booth at E3, it's why they pulled out of it. Um, but given the what they had in the direct, I do think they would have had a de- half decent booth. Um, yeah, Devi has some cool stuff there. It's just whether they could put the resources into the demos and stuff like that. But yeah, it's probably these three games they could have had there. Um, but yeah, so talk about the direct. We'll probably start with that. That was one of the big things in June. Um, we did have. Uh, a bit of a Mario Fest. Uh, we had four Mario games essentially revealed in the direct. So we have a new Princess Peach game and a enhanced port of Luigi's Mansion 2 or Dark Moon, depending where you're based, because it is named different things in different parts of the world. Um, yeah, we had those two both announced as coming in 2024. Um not much was shown about them, just kind of teases of gameplay. Um, but we got to see gameplay, which is pretty cool. Um, so yeah, that was two of the games announced, which are coming next year. And then they kind of set the internet on fire just before announcing those two with announcing a remake of Super Mario RPG. Uh, Super Mario RPG never came out in Europe originally. I think it is on... Some of the virtual consoles and can't remember if it's on the SNES Mini or not. Um, got a feeling it might be on the SNES Mini, um, but the original game in its original form never came out in Europe, so uh, it's quite exciting to see it get a f- release on Switch. Um, from what is being said by a lot of people who have played it, it does seem to be a pretty faithful. Um, remake um very much keeping in terms of the graphical style of the game um well the hard and the battle stuff seems to have changed a little bit in terms of layout um the music everyone's loving and um there's some uh new cuts cut scenes or kind of um elevated scenes which looks pretty cool and then the other Mario game they announced is Super Mario Bros. Wonder, which is the first new, D, new 2D Mario outside of the new Super Mario Brothers franchise. So they're moving away from new Super Mario Brothers completely, and it is full 2D side-scroller game. Um, art style is really cool, lots of charm and character to it. Um, yeah, they've got a lot going on with some of the background characters and stuff like that and interacting with stuff. And the Wonder Park comes in with the Wonder Seeds that are dotted around the levels, like collecting the Wonder Seeds. It does kind of cause chaos effectively. Um, yeah, it will change things up. It will kind of change it up on the level, change it up with Mario. Like There's one bit where it turns into like a big rolling ball of rock or there's other bits where pipes are going up and down and like one starts wiggling along along the floor which is kind of weird but yeah it looks really cool really bonkers um and new and exciting and a bit refreshing really so it'll be good to see how that plays uh when it comes out but um super rpg is out in november and uh 
Super Mario Brothers Wonder is out in October. So yeah, back to back months of Mario in the end of the year, which is pretty cool. Um, Pyramid Fall looks incredible. They showed off a bit of that in the direct. They had the new demo launch, which is pretty cool. And they did Shadow Drop HD versions of Pikmin 1 and 2 on the eShop on the same day as a direct. So the entire Pikmin saga and franchise is now on the Nintendo Switch, which is pretty awesome. Similar to Metroid Prime, they are releasing a physical version of Pikmin 1 and 2, but that's coming in September. Um, so doing like the on the digital drop as a shadow drop, and then physical later on. Um, there's more of a gap between the digital and physical releases on Pikmin, but I think they did get caught out with Metroid. Um, I think they did have to play catch-up with the sales for that, with how quick the turnaround was from digital to physical. Um, yeah, it's uh, pretty cool things in the Internet Direct. Um, quite a few third-party things as well, like Sonic Superstars have got announced at um, Summer Games first. Looks pretty awesome. It's a new 2D Sonic game. There is no full date for it yet. There are lots of rumours it could be coming out in October. I'm really hoping they manage to get out a little earlier when it comes out in September. Or they do kind of push it out a bit. It comes out late November or December. Purely because with everything else coming out in October, I think it will get lost and um, it won't do as well as it potentially could do. Um, so my big concern for Sonic Superstars is they try and release it close to... Super Mario Brothers Wonder because I do have a feeling that uh, New Super Mario Brothers Wonder will kind of steamroller it and it won't do very well um, we've also got likes of Spider-Man 2 already coming out in October like there's a very very busy few weeks in October so the year is filling up pretty pretty well um, you've got Forza, Forza Motorsport in October got Starfield in September so yeah it is a pretty packed year for for gaming um do about gaming Microsoft um had their showcase alongside the uh Starfield Direct as well uh Starfield I think is looking pretty good um it's extremely ambitious so whether it comes out in a great state will be interesting to see um, I think after Redfall, Microsoft are being extremely cautious with the release, and um, I think that's why they probably delayed it from last November. Yeah, there's a lot of controversy about it being not to 30 frames a second and stuff like that. Um, but I think Bethesda said they'd rather make sure the game runs smoothly rather than being janky, which is understandable. Um, for me personally, I can't always tell the difference between 30 frames per second and 60 frames per second. Um, for me, as long as it seems to run pretty smoothly and works pretty smoothly, that's what I matter about. Um, but I couldn't tell you half time of the game is in 30 or 60 frames a second. Um, but that is just me, to be fair. Um, yeah, uh, have had a fairly good showing of their stuff. Uh, Quite a few new games. Um, quite a bit of gameplay, I'll know. Um, Fable and 
Um, Hellblade 2 did get called out a bit for lack of gameplay. Like, they had some bits of gameplay, but um, not a great deal. But they do look pretty interesting. Uh, Fable seems to have, like, the comedy back in it they had. Richard Diorardi, um, voicing a giant, and, like, the player's character being normal-sized person in the giant's house, and it's kind of... Looks very like Jack and the Beanstalk, whether that will carry across to the whole story of the game, and that's just one small part of the game, which doesn't see, but it's fun to see them playing around with the... Um, playing around with fairy tales and old lore and stuff like that. And, yeah, it looked pretty decent. Um, and, yeah, so I think... The big main games this year are Forza, uh, Motorsport, and Starfield. That is kind of on its way. Um, and the Microsoft and Activision deal is kind of getting there. They've got to the 18th of July to either get the deal signed off or potentially look to... Um, either renegotiate or Microsoft just pays them $3 billion and they walk away. Um, <clears throat> yeah, so it is all very much up in the air at the moment what exactly is going to happen with that. Um, so they have been in court and just this week of recording, um, the FTC, which were trying to block the deal in America, um, they try to push for extension on the case to push it past the deadline that Microsoft had for the deal completion. And if they got that past that, um, it would have meant the Microsoft would have had to have either renegotiated it or pay the $3 billion and walked away. Which a lot of people were saying if it did happen, they probably would have just paid the $3 billion and walked away from it. Um, but the FTC did lose the court case. The judge did rule in favour of Microsoft. Um, saying that the competition concerns weren't of a significant um, concern. Um, the FTC did hand in a appeal, though, so it'll be interesting to see if that gets granted in time. Because um, Microsoft, the time recording, which is the 14th of July, Microsoft can't take any further action to, put, to purchase until midnight tonight and once that time passes they are free to make acquisitions so uh, there are a lot of things being done in advance so I think Activision is being taken off the stock market in preparation for Monday so as long as it doesn't the appeal doesn't get um, granted today that means that Microsoft will be able to try and get the purchase locked in and next literally on Monday uh, it could all be complete um, there are a few little things like the matter of the CMA in the UK, like the Competition Market Authority. Um, they have been causing a bit of a headache. They are pretty much the only regulatory body that has blocked the deal. Um, and part of that is in terms of the cloud stuff. So Microsoft is actually rumoured to be considering setting off the UK cloud streaming arm. Um, so 
the whole exit the cloud streaming market in the UK, um, which could be interesting, interesting move for them. Um, but yeah, that is a option that they are apparently looking at and to get the deal approved in the UK. Um, but like I say, I've got till midnight tonight to get the deal. Or well, basically, if they hit midnight tonight and the appeal hasn't been approved or kind of, um, yeah, they can't be told if it's not denied and they can't um, stop the appeal happening, then it looks like Activision deal might be off. But if, as a lot of people are saying, because the case the FTC put forward was pretty weak and a lot of the arguments they had didn't seem to add up and the judge has said there's has said there's, they don't feel there's any reason for the appeal to go forward. Um, but the appeal court has to make a final decision, so it's whether that happens today or not. Because if it doesn't happen today, then Microsoft's free to make the acquisition, so that could possibly be done by 9am Monday morning. Um, yeah, it's exciting times. Um could be seeing Microsoft take control of Activision Blizzard very soon. Um, what that means for Game Pass and Call of Duty and all that kind of stuff is interesting to see. But the judge did make a point of the fact that Call of Duty will be coming to the Switch. Um, as well, the things are saying it's giving more players a chance to play it. Um, it's very interesting because it appears that Microsoft will be held to that. So... It'll be between Microsoft and Activision Blizzard to try and work out a way to get Call of Duty running on the Switch, which I think a few people would find interesting, but it's whether it's just kind of Warzone and stuff like that they get for now. They managed to get that working, so I know that is like a mobile game that can be played on mobile, so if they could try and get a version of Warzone on the Switch, that would probably pacify a bit of the... Um, demand but they will need to get a full Call of Duty game on the Switch to comply with what the judge has approved effectively um, so yeah that is the Microsoft and Activision news so literally I was just waiting on the courts in America to kind of confirm I know it's kind of depending where you are in America it's between 2pm and or at two thirty and five thirty at the time of recording, so I think the news could come out at any time whether the appeal is going to be granted or um, denied, or whether there's no news at all. Um, there's very kind of tender hooks waiting for Microsoft today, and to be fair, a lot of people I think because it has been going for about a year and a half now, it'd be good just to get that kind of done, dusted, one way or the other kind of sorted um, and yeah um, Sony has been pretty forthright about the fact that they don't want it to happen and they kind of don't want the deal to go through um, but I think Sony aren't in a situation to be able to argue that because the amount of exclusives that Sony sign up um amount of reports there are of um, non-Xbox 
stipulations and contracts. Um, like the fact there's been exclusives that Microsoft that Sony have got had in the contract they cannot develop an Xbox version of the game. Um, that is kind of a very interesting take on that whole thing. Um, so yeah, I think if it isn't allowed to go through, Microsoft could, if they want to be petty, turn around and say, well, actually, you're really not allowed to potentially take Call of Duty away from making it exclusive. How can Sony make so many games exclusive themselves? So that could open up a quite interesting kind of back and forth, really. Um, but on the subject of Sony, they have been trumbling along. I know the last PlayStation Showcase, they did get a bit of a hounding. Um, a lot of the games people were expecting to see just weren't there. And a majority of the trailers seemed to be primarily CGI. There wasn't much gameplay shown at all. Um, so I think a lot of people were... Um, Frustrated by the amount of just CGI stuff and not real gameplay. Um, so it was interesting to see that reaction to Sony's presentation. Um, they did announce the Project Q, which is a streaming device that allows you to stream um, PlayStation 5 games to a handheld device. It literally looks like a tablet between two halves of a DualSense controller. Um, doesn't look particularly clean um, and I don't think a lot of it's got the functionality a lot of people thought it would a lot of people thought it would be like a complete new handheld but no it is it's just a streaming device uh, it doesn't seem to have great battery life from what early reports have been saying um, and there's no release date or price yet and uh, no final name to be fair because it is a school project Q at the moment. Um, but I think that did kind of come as a surprise for quite a few people at Sony's conference. I think they thought it was going to be a more capable handheld rather than just a streaming device. Um, so yeah, Sony's had an interesting time of it. Um, um, a lot, especially with a lot of reports going around. I know some people have been saying that um, they have the um, possibility of a new slim PlayStation coming out, which would be a discless version, be removed with like a standalone disc drive being sold. Um, and that means there are reports of another. PlayStation Showcase later in the year, potentially. Um, just so I can rule out and some other games that people were expecting to see. Uh, there have been reports that Bungie, who PlayStation did purchase, have been doing the rounds, looking into some of the live service games that Sony's trying to develop. Because um, they are... Sony have said they want to try and get these 10 live service games out. And because Bungie has got expertise in the um, live service game industry, they did have Bungie reportedly go around and look into 
various live service games and appraise them. Like it seems like one studio has had their project cancelled because all of a sudden they let a lot of staff go. Um, all I knew is they were working on something for Sony, and all of a sudden a lot of staff ended up being let go. Um, and apparently Naughty Dogs last last factions game. Um, wasn't highly rated by Bungie. I think it's either being um, put on hold or um, going back to the drawing board slightly to rework the premise of the game or rework the project. Um, And some team members have been moved to other projects within Naughty Dog from what reports have said. Obviously, there's nothing official about any of this stuff, but it is stuff that has been reported to be happening within... Um, Sony and um, Naughty Dog um, so the fact that Bungie came in and kind of poo-pooed Naughty Dog's project kind of I think seems to have ruffled a few feathers with Naughty Dog particularly um, but they are meant to be working on another project whether it's like a new Last of Us Part 3 or whether it's more to do with the factions stuff um, which has been a long time coming. It was one of the things that people were expecting to see at the last PlayStation Showcase. Um, so the fact it's been put on hold, I think, does... Or the fact it wasn't there probably does add credence to the fact they'll probably be working or looking through some other stuff to do with it. Um, but yeah, uh, there has been quite a few games coming out still it has been pretty constant with game releases um the mario kart booster course wave five is out now as well um got announced in the uh nintendo direct and then last week they released a trade on playing all the courses um obviously saying it's probably one of the most solid course solid waves yet um I think Sunshine Wild, or no, Sunset Wilds from the Game Boy is the one course that people are kind of calling out as a bit lackluster. I know in the Game Boy game, like the sun actually did set as you're playing through the course, whereas in this version it doesn't. The sun stays up the whole way through, which is a bit of a shame. Um, but we have got some classic courses. We've got Daisy Cruiser, we've got Mean um, View Highway from the Wii, which did surprise a lot of people. A lot of people were expecting that not to be there. Um, so a lot of people were scrambling to try and work out uh, what courses might be in Wave 6. Um, Vancouver Velocity was a track that was expected to be in Wave 6, but that came in Wave 5. Um, so I think that threw a lot of people off as well. Uh, we did get uh, Athens and LA as the other city tracks. Got a brand new track in the form of Squeaky Clean Sprint, which uh, is a pretty fun bathroom micro machine style level. Um, it's a level that a lot of people seem to be loving. And got Cooper Cape from Wii, which is a classic as well. Um, so yeah, there are some pretty cool courses in there. Um, I have got gameplay video up showing the gameplay of it. Um, 
And obviously got always got events going on, so we've got Splatfest coming up this weekend of release. So in the UK it's fifteenth through to the seventeenth of July. And it's choosing your favourite ice cream flavour out of vanilla, strawberry and mint choc chip. Um, or mint chip as the Americans call it which kind of threw me off a bit um, a lot of people are saying why is it just not norm- normal chocolate a lot of people kind of frame by the flavours but I think it's more aesthetic and the colours potentially so having more appealing colours on the maps um, but yeah uh, always a very interesting exciting time um, with Nintendo um, part of the direct they did also announce new Zelda Amiibos like a lot of people were saying would they announce DLC for Tears of the Kingdom but I think they just said a thank you for um, it being so well received and um, yeah like a new Zelda and Gandalf Amiibo coming out at the end of the year Um so yeah, we've been waffling on for a little bit uh, about some games. Um, I'm going to cover the stuff I have been playing recently. So, um, obviously played some Mario Kart 8 Deluxe with the new Booster Course Pass. Um, Pokemon Violet, keep on diving into here and there. Um, still need to start the post-game or Game Plus stuff, to be fair. Um, I've been playing... New Wizard Tears of the Kingdom, we need to get more of that done. Um, a demo of a game that I played at EGX last year that I absolutely fell in love with is now out on Xbox and Steam, which is Worldless. Uh, it's very much like an Ori and the Blind Forest style game, but it's a bit more RPG. It's like an RPG roguelike game. Um, yeah, I absolutely loved the game when I played it EGX, I went back a couple of times after the initial time I played it and I've gone back to it and played the demo a few times. Played the Pikmin 4 demo, um, absolutely loved that. Uh, played the demo for um, Ghost Trick Phantom Detective I think it is. Um, yeah, I'm trying to remember the full name of it. But yeah, it's like the DS or 3DS remake that's come out from Capcom, I really enjoyed well played that. It's very much a touch and or point and click style adventure. Um, but yeah, uh, very much a cool game there. Um, and yeah, so I have been just playing various things. I've played a bit more Tetris 99, a bit more Splatoon 3. Um, a little bit of Ratchet and Clank. Need to play a bit more films more. A bit more Spider-Man. Miles Morales on PS5 as well. Um, and yeah, just updated Hogwarts Legacy, so I want to try and get back into that a bit more. Need to play more Fire Emblem Engage, because um, I really like the game play that I played, um, but I just need to get stuck into it and um, do more of the story and try and get some more footage out for you guys. Um, but yeah, that's kind of the things I've been playing. I have been popping into my island every now and again on Animal Crossing as well. Obviously, my birthdays, I popped to see my villagers on my birthday. I got my birthday presents and my birthday cupcakes from the guys. Um, but yeah, 
that is what I've been playing. Um, as always, don't forget to check out the Game Junkies podcast. Um, they've pretty much been ruling the airways while I've not been able to get stuff out or content out. So, yeah, but I am hoping to be back with more frequent releases for you guys. Um, yeah, but don't forget to check out Matt, Alex and Kerry and all their great episodes they do alongside their Dungeon Donkeys uh, podcast. Uh, there's been some pretty cool uh, stories going on there. Um, so yeah, very, very much uh, looking forward to trying to get some more stuff out for you guys. I know it's a bit of a slightly different format this time, but I think because it's been so long since I've done a proper podcast there was just a few bits of news I wanted to talk about um, and kind of to talk about what's been going on with gaming in general um, and yeah hopefully I will be able to get another show out for you guys fairly soon um, just want to say a massive thank you for your support and still listening in if you are and watching if you're watching my YouTube stuff um, as always if you want to find me on YouTube it is youtube.com forward slash Chris Reactor, I'm on Twitter at ChrisLewis37, um, I do share all my YouTube videos straight onto t- Twitter, so if you try to find my YouTube, go through Twitter, you'll be able to find it a lot easier than searching for YouTube itself, I imagine, because I don't think I get much in the term, in the way of traffic from the algorithms at the moment, so if you can get across to my YouTube, please do subscribe, give some videos a like if you enjoy them. Um, it'd be really cool to see what you want to see from me on YouTube as well. Um, so hit me up with suggestions what you want to see, any kind of anything you want to cover me to cover it in a podcast, please do um, send me a tweet, send me a DM, stuff like that. Uh, I'll just get in touch and hopefully we'll get some some cool shows going for you guys. But yeah, thank you for listening if you still are. Until next time, stay safe and speak to you soon. Bye. This podcast is a Mass Attack production for Visionaries Global Media.